from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. This is your episode for Thursday. Huge news, Alex Smith is traded to the Washington Redskins. <laughs> yeah, if you heard our emergency show last night, uh, you know, it's something that we just happened to be recording with Seth at the time. So we put that out right away as kind of a summary. But what we have for you today, we're going to talk about the trade, iron it out. We're going to talk about Brett Veach and what he has brought to this organization so far because I think it's important. Uh, and then we're going to give you the raw audio that we recorded the three of us as this was coming down. It's about 30 minutes, so this episode will end up being uh, a little bit long, but we wanted to give you the actual things as we worked through the situation, uh, much like you guys were doing as you were on Twitter. Uh, I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, as well as an analyst at Chiefs Digest. I am the managing editor of LockedOnChiefs.com, and I am Chris Clark. And I'm the one that's saying no way when you listen to this a little bit later. <laughs> and Chris is the guy who, who monitors what's going on because, you know, Seth and I get in an argument. And, and last night, as this news broke, Seth and I were arguing about uh, a possibility about a, a trade with Denver. Um, there was a rumor to be out there, a second-round pick and Aqib Tlaib. Uh, and we were debating back and forth, and, and Seth was in favor, and I was kind of iffy, although the second-round pick I thought was uh, not realistic. I didn't think they'd really offer that, and so that was kind of piqued my interest. But then we find out that that was actually on the table and the Chiefs chose not to take it. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think they got the better deal. Second, I, or I third round, second or third round pick, it doesn't matter to me in that regard. Uh, Aqib Tlaib uh, would have been a great corner, but he's what? in his thir- He's, I think, 30, uh, and his contract is prohibitive. Um, it basically would have been a wash contract-wise or close to a wash contract-wise with Alex Smith. Uh, and, you know, a third-round pick in the corner they got, who I think is uh, possibly almost on par with Marcus Peters. Yeah, I mean, this is this is one of those deals that's pretty incredible. Um, I was not in favor of it. I, I don't like Tlaib on this team. I think he's kind of a cancer. Uh, I think that's significant. And so I was kind of shouting that down, and like you said, it would have been about $4 million in cap savings, so it just didn't really overall – pay to trade for another older player. This is much different. And I think what you found was, uh, and and I want to say this before we start talking about. And hold on. I, I, I want to specify. Ben Albright is the one that broke the, the Broncos did offer that to Kansas City. So I do want to give him a shout out. Yeah, yeah, as we should. And you guys have heard Ben on the show before. Uh, podcaster, uh, radio guy, blogger out of Denver, uh, pretty in tune with a lot of places, including Cleveland, where Mary Kay Cabot said they were offering, uh, the, the Browns were offering a second as well. The yep. Chiefs clearly found a way, and I, and Brett Veach, I, I'm going to give him a lot of the credit, but we all understand that he's at the tutelage of Andy Reid, and Andy Reid's involved in these situations. Um, so don't read into my... Uh, talking about Brett Veach as if he's doing this all on his own. He's a mastermind. I, I clearly understand that he's got input uh, from the elders of this organization. But uh, what they decided to do is get young at a position that they need help with and forego the second round pick and, and get something in the third that they can work with. This draft, I think in particular, anywhere on the second day, you can get value is how I feel. Honestly, that's how I feel about most drafts. Um, the second and third rounds are where you get 
the bulk of value. And I think that's what they saw. And the two versus the three, if you can get a player that's going to start for you, and clearly with this group of cornerbacks, uh, Mr. Fuller is going to start for the Kansas City Chiefs, especially as we consider three corners really a starting trio. Uh, I have to throw something out that sounds a little bit crazy when I first thought about it, but it's not as crazy as maybe when I as maybe what I thought. But uh, Kansas City basically traded Alex Smith um, for Patrick Mahomes and a third round pick and a corner. Yeah, because I mean the first round pick went for Mahomes, but they probably would have had to have go- gone corner in the first round, and I'm not sure. And I, I will I'll. I will admit I am not the draft genius you are. I don't know if there's a corner in the draft that I would like near as much as this kid, especially with his age and the fact he's already played in the the league two years. Well, and here's the thing about Kendall Fuller, and I appreciate that, by the way. That didn't pass me by. Um, The thing is, is there are a couple of corners that I think the Chiefs could have had an option at that are probably pretty dang good that could play for this team and do well. But here's the thing. I had a first-round grade on Fuller coming out, and then he hurt his knee. And he dropped down, and he was he was selected in the third round. But he's got two years in this league playing against NFL competition. That's nothing that any draft prospect can say. So really, you have a known quantity, a guy that's proven he can play at this level, rather than maybe it's not a big risk, but every draft prick, every draft prospect has that, that little sliver of risk that maybe he can't adjust to the NFL level. Kavari Russell. Right. And that uh, and that's honestly the sad thing. I even pointed that out to Matt Miller last night. I had I, I had Fuller up uh, in the first round, low, could have taken him high, and they chose to pass him by because he was hurt and take Kavari Russell, who they ended up cutting in camp. Yep, that, that's probably one of the worst maneuvers that we'll see from from John Dorsey as history goes on. Well, yeah, and uh, I think this move shows you. Uh, that Dorsey was the one that made that call more than likely, and Veach probably had nothing to do with it because uh, Veach clearly went out and got his guy. He could have uh, taken different deals elsewhere, and instead he took this deal because he wanted Kendall Fuller. Uh, And to me, to get a third-round pick along with a player that's ascending like him, uh, and I don't know, you know, if you guys don't pay attention to Twitter much, that's fine, but the Redskins – fans for one and the Redskins players are very, very, very upset about this trade. DJ Swearinger is is up in arms. I mean it continued on Wednesday morning. I, and I don't blame him. And and I know that Madden isn't realistic and that's fine. Uh but it is kind of funny to me that it was pointed out that Madden wouldn't even have accepted this trade because it's so lopsided in Madden's eyes. Yeah. Well and here I, we gotta talk about Brett Feach in general, but uh Two little notes uh, of interest that I want to put out there. Uh, Kyle Fuller, Kendall's brother, is also a free agent this offseason. I wouldn't mind seeing him come into camp, i got to tell you. Uh, he's played well down the stretch, and they, they need more depth. This isn't quite enough. Well, um, I would like it, but I, I don't know that they have the money. Uh, and what I mean by that is that they have the money that they could make this year. But the problem is, is if you pay him this year, you're more than likely not going to be able to pay all three of the corners you would have at that point. I don't know that he's going to demand that much, but you have a good point. We'll have to see how that shakes out. But here's the other thing is uh, Kendall Fuller played with Daddy Nicholas at VTech. So there's that connection as well. And and I'm one who I, I like the connections. I think that feeds into your team overall. And I think the other thing that's fed into this team is Brett Veach. And like I said before, he's got input from other people. 
uh, you know, I'm not going to discount Andy Reid's influence here, but here's the thing that's happened is this last trade, obviously, uh, he, he found a way to get a guy that I had as a first round talent on my board. And I'm sure he had as a first round talent on his board. So yes, this was a blockbuster trade because of the quarterbacks and the pick and all that. But basically he found a way to move something he was going to have to cut anyway and get a first round level guy in return. And that's not the first time. Right, right. Exactly. And that's not the first time you go back to what he's done. His first maneuver I think we're all pretty happy with traded DJ Alexander to get Kevin Pierre Lewis. Not a blockbuster, nobody near a first round pick, but that you know that was kind of his baby step coming out of the gate. I mean, we're still happy with that, right? I am. I think he could be a starter next year. You know, depending on how uh, he shakes out with the with his contract situation. Yeah, I, I agree. And then he moved on and got Cam Irving for a, a potential fifth round pick. Now we don't know the details of that. Uh, but depending, I'm guessing it's either snap counts or games started. Uh, he has basically a quarter of the season. Cam Irving started four games for the Chiefs this last season. He played 26% of the snaps uh, on offense in particular. I'd have a hard time uh, believing that's going to escalate a contract, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Right. We don't Sorry. know what the conditions are. Escalate a, a, a trade clause. Sorry, not yeah. a contract. No, you're absolutely right, though. Either way. So we don't know what the compensation is there. We don't know if they have to give up that fifth-round pick or not. I don't know if he played enough to, to lose that or not. But whether they did or didn't, that's a fifth for a guy who graded out as a first-round prospect. He was taken 19th overall. So Brett Veach got... Another guy that's a first-round pick. Then he does the Raglan trade, which is a draft pick, not this season, but next season, well, which and, is even more value. Yeah, and real quick, though, on the Cam Irving trade, I, I think it really shored up a position that Kansas City didn't have and allowed them to get rid of uh, Ja Reed, which was, I think, a bad contract. Everybody would say that. Uh, gave him a swing tackle. Um, that was something they needed and the, something they'll have – on a young contract for a while, and they can still pick up his fifth-year option if they want to. Yeah, very, very, very good point. Uh, now, then he moved on and got Reggie Ragland. Um, technically selected at 41 overall early in the second round. I had him as a top 15 grade. So from my eyes, what in trading players away, what he's been able to do, Brett Veach has gotten three first-round talents for a fifth Another fourth down the line, and Alex Smith. Plus, he got a third-round pick. That's a very good point. So what you see is that Veach has his own scouting board. Uh, He doesn't necessarily agree with John Dorsey all the time. And and you can make an argument that Veach was part of that trade that got Patrick Mahomes here. Uh, I mean, there's been multiple court reports that have come out that have stated that Veach was pounding the table for that guy. And whether or not he... You know, I don't think he made that pick. Obviously, uh, that was Dorsey, but you know, he traded away a first round pick for a future first round pick for who gave him the ability to go and get Alex Smith. Um, yes, that's not on him, but I think he was a guy that scouted him. So yeah, multiple a, times from what I've read, right. uh, he, he saw multiple games in person to see Pat Mahomes. So really, Brett Veach has his stamp on this organization clearly and definitively right now. And he hasn't even had a draft yet. Yeah, exactly. Less than a year after he took over the GM spot. So um, he's younger than I am, which kind of pisses me off. Brett, if you need help, I can can still help. Lots of people are younger than you. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Roughly half the population. Shut up. Exactly. Um, so, but here's the point. They're in good shape. He's aggressive. He knows what he wants. He has his own board, and he'll go out and get it. And I think that's really great going forward. Uh, and I and I do have to give a shout out as well. Uh, you know, I know we talked about this uh, with Seth um, that you'll hear here in a little bit, but I got to give a shout out to Therese Paler for breaking this trade. Uh, phenomenal job by him. And, you know, I will also give a shout out to the A team. I, I listened to their podcast, and one of the things I picked up from there um, was. You know, I knew a little bit about Kendall Fuller, but I did pick up that, you know, he's a talker. Uh, didn't know that. So I can only imagine how much fun it's going to be seeing him and Marcus on opposite sides of the field and uh, trying to compete with each other and, and jaw at people. Well, and you're going to hear us give Therese his due because yep. he broke this uh, here in a second. Uh, but I also want to say that uh, the other thing that I've heard from Redskins players on social media is that uh, Fuller is a, is a film hound just like Marcus Peters. I yeah. fully expect them to work together and make each other better. I, I don't know where I saw it, but somebody said that he was breaking down. He made veterans stay around and watch film for another hour. He was breaking it down like a 10-year vet. Uh, that was one of his teammates. And all of his teammates say that he's an up-and-comer and that he was probably the best player on their defense this past year. Um, really don't know how Brett Beach pulled this trade off. Uh, and I don't know what Washington is doing, but thank you very much because – uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're going to get to that in just a second. We're going to we're going to talk a little bit about our sponsor, uh, my bookie here right now, and then we'll be back. And here will be the the raw, unfiltered reaction as the news came out. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of this. It's a little bit all over the place, but we'll be back with you tomorrow for a Super Bowl preview. Uh, enjoy the rest of this show. Hey guys, the Super Bowl's here, that big game, and it's time to cash in big and bet the game with mybookie.ag. If you haven't checked them out, this is the perfect weekend to get into the action. It's your last chance on football for a little bit. If you have a hunch and you know who's going to win that coin toss or even what color the Gatorade's going to be that gets poured on the coach, log on now, check out their prop bets, and get into the action. Don't just watch the game. Lay down some money and be part of it. Join us and thousands of online players to start betting on mybookie.ag. MyBookie is the industry-leading online sports book, and its players enjoy the fastest payouts in the business when they win. We would only recommend a service that's been good to us and to our listeners. That's why we urge you to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay without any hassles. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place a bet after kickoff. Join now and score free cash to place your Super Bowl wager on the house. Right now, my bookie is giving away $1,000 to every new player. Sign up today and score an instant 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's right. If you join with 100 bucks, you get a 150 bankroll to play with. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate your offer. Play, win, and get paid. I think that's a much better scenario. Rather than taking this big blue chip you have in Alex Smith and letting that get away for maybe less than you can get out of somewhere else. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't do a player-for-player player swap just because positional value doesn't match up. No way. Okay. No way. What? Therese Paler just put something out on, on Facebook. Don't keep us on in suspense, uh, dude. Smith is getting traded to Washington. Trade Alex Smith to Washington? Well, folks, right now, as we're recording, we are getting word from the Therese Paler, who I think we can all say is a source that we can run with without confirmation, that the Chiefs have agreed to a trade between Alex Smith and the Washington Redskins 
We're looking at compensation now. Bear with us for just a second here. Compensation is not known yet. Holy cow. Sorry, guys. I... But literally, as we sit here tonight wow. <laughs> talking about this trade, and by the way, Seth, just saying I was right. No to leave for Smith. Well, uh, yeah, you have to go there, of course. Um, but I, I do want to point <laughs> out uh, there was a uh, – I, I talked to a specific person uh, about this scenario a couple – you know, about a month ago, and he said that Washington was a dark horse – uh, so that tells me that he knew that Cousins wasn't going back there. And, man, to have this done now, and Alex Smith just got done. We are recording this Tuesday night. Uh, I guess that's obvious considering this just broke. Um, and That just rendered a lot of what we did irrelevant, huh? Yeah, I don't really care. That's uh, crap. Wow. Hey, hey, we can keep talking. You guys want to restart. We can do a special edition that airs tomorrow, and we'll react tonight. I'm fine doing that because this is insane. Matt Mitwell. Well, we're going we're gonna to continue right here. <laughs> yeah. Ian Rappaport, it involves <clears throat> high picks and a player. High picks and a player? I'm sorry. It involves picks and a player. I got a little picks yeah. and a player. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. And Rappaport says, this and Rappaport says it's a huge deal. Brett Veach, I think we're going to have to talk about Brett Veach for a little bit. Uh, Folks, we're going to scrap what we were talking about earlier and really start from scratch because as we're recording this show, literally, as we're wrapping up another conversation, uh, the Chiefs have kind of pulled off (laughs) something none of us saw coming. I I just got to mention this. I love Matt Miller. Matt Miller on Twitter is so fun to follow. He just tweeted out, I have to delete three rounds of a seven-rounder I was working on now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. It's going to happen. Uh, folks, we're going we're to bear with you as details come out. But, Seth, uh, let's, let's go through this. Initial reaction, Alex Smith in that offense with Jay Gruden. I think he'll do a really good job. I'm sorry. I'm tweeting for just a second. Give me five seconds. I think he'll do a good job. I'm tweeting a reaction regarding Alex. I'm just saying I hope people remember Alex fondly and Casey. There were a lot of good memories. He did a great job establishing credibility to a QB situation that had been, that had lacked it for years. Does that make sense, guys? That's 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 the first things first. We're all doing the same thing, folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I just so I just want to say first things first. Um, and I I'm just, I'm very excited, and I feel bad about that because by all accounts, Alex Smith is a good dude, but he's going to Washington, not nearly as bad a situation as Cleveland. He'll be he'll be fine. Um, but, okay, I, just real quick, don't we also have to mention that since we are recording this Tuesday night, what did Alex Smith spend all day doing today? Literally all day barking at the moon that he doesn't know what's going he on and that he knew, wanted to stay in Kansas he, City. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and did you see the video Joel, of him throwing a pass to somebody else? No, I didn't. Uh-huh. I, uh, I, I can't remember the guy, but he the, the, he pissed the guy pissed Alex Smith off because he goes, oh, it's Alex Smith. It's not Patrick Mahomes. And then Alex is throwing him the ball, and he just rocketed it right at his face. <laughs> Great. Good for him, though. Okay, so can I just say something really quick? And I'm, I know this is your guys' show, but can I wax eloquent for thirty seconds? No. Okay, oh, I dare you. Um, go ahead. You, you, that, that's no, go crack- for it. I'm no, just my saying. feelings are hurt now. No, I'm just kidding. I just want to say that you know Alex Smith he QB'd for five years for the Chiefs, and that's not a terribly long time, but it's longer than Joe Montana did, and 
before Alex Smith, the Chiefs had not even had good quarterback play in what, 15 years? Like Matt Castle's Matt Castle's 2010 season was kind of everyone knew it was a facade except for people that were kidding themselves like me. Um I just want to say, I mean, the, the franchise now, yes, Andy Reid and John Dorsey probably had more to do with turning it around, but I don't know if there's any other quarterback they could have gotten at that time that would have led the team to the playoffs that year. In fact, I'm sure there wasn't. Um, he, you know, and especially into Andy's offense, a guy that has to be cerebral, that has to be able to envelop that much information. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Hey, I just have to throw this out. Uh, real quick, um, I'm also tweeting, and I was talking to Mark Schofield, yep. and uh, he said he was willing to come on, but it's only if we need him. But he did say, but you can quote me if you want, and his quote is, the era, the era we were all wanting for, the the era we were all waiting for is here. Oh, yeah. Oh, there, there's a quick thing, and I'll come back to the Ferrari in a second. Um, but seriously, <laughs> but seriously, you know, I mean, the, the Chiefs hadn't won a playoff game since the early 90s. And because in part of what Alex Smith did, they did. And I don't care what people want to say about the defense, about whoever else. Alex Smith was part of that. And he helped. They would not have turned around nearly as quickly. And then also, one thing I really like, Alex Smith in 2017 played quarterback better than I thought he could. And I think I owe saying that to him because I've, I've defended him a lot, but I've also bashed him a lot. And I made the comment, you know, oh, 20 other quarterbacks could have done it. And I believe that, okay? I'm going to be straight with you. Now it sounded harsh. Now I'm feeling bad. But he yeah. he improved things that I never thought he could, right? He he led the league in deep ball passing. He 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 clearly worked on being more aggressive. And, yeah, certain things didn't – work out, but I will just say this. I saw live against the Redskins, Alex Smith play quarterback. As we all yeah. do. Oh, yeah, we were all there. I forgot about that. That was awesome memory, guys. Yep. We saw Alex Smith live play quarterback at the highest level that game. Well, and, I, and I'll tell you this, too. He talked about it today as he was, you know, waxing on and on about wanting to be here uh, and that he didn't know what was going on. He feels he has years and years mm-hmm. left. And I have to agree with him when he said that he feels he's playing at the best of his career. And I don't think he's done think so. in the right offense, especially another West coast with a Gruden coaching mm-hmm. him. I think he's got more that he can pull out of his game. And I, I hope that for his sake that he does. I agree. Um, I just, I, I just have all the respect in the world for Alex, and I'm, I'm excited. Look, I mean, I freaked out when they draft, drafted Mahomes. I loved him as a prospect. You guys remember me gushing about him to you guys before they drafted him. Um, that was, that was one of, that was a top ten chief fan moment for me because they never do what I want in the draft. Except, okay, when they drafted Eric Berry and Derek <laughs> Johnson, that's what I wanted too. But I mean, the, I, I, I was, was kind of hoping it was Ruben Foster. I'm just saying. I was watching the draft with my family, and I went ballistic. I was playing cards and thinking, okay, Chiefs aren't on the clock for a long time. You know, I'm just kind of watching the draft in the background, and I see the Chiefs trade up, and I just went nuts. You want to talk about excited so, for a quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you guys a story? So ever since the Glenn Dorsey pick, my girls have watched every Chiefs first-round pick with me live yeah. on television. And as we're sitting there, we're eating dinner – 
as the, the, the nine pick comes up and we hear, oh, there could be trade coming, whatever. He walks up to the podium and makes the announcement of Pat Mahomes. My girls go, yay, he's the guy from Texas, right? And I said, you want Texas Tech? But close enough, they're like, that's awesome. Great, Dad. Can we go to bed now? <laughs> and it was just that they knew that they'd have to stay up till the, the, the 20th second pick or whatever. They're all excited. <laughs> this is, man, this is, I, I just, I can't wait to see the, 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 who, what they got. They needed the 17 million. But I just, I, my biggest regret with the Alex Smith era is obviously no Super Bowl. Can I just say, and this is going to sound weird, and maybe people think I'm lying because a lot of people think I'm an Alex Smith hater now. The biggest reason I would have loved to see an Alex Smith Super Bowl win, like a Chiefs Super Bowl win during his era, isn't because I'd love to see the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. You guys have talked to me long enough to know that's not why I watch football. I care, but I don't like really care. You know what I mean? What would have been great to me yeah. would have been, he would have been a legend walking out of here, man. He would have, and now yep. he's always going to be controversial, and there's always going to be people. And I'm sorry if you view Alex Smith in the same vein as you view Matt Castle, you are so wrong. You could not be more wrong. wrong. You're wrong analytically. You're wrong from what he meant to the franchise. You're just wrong. And I, and so I, you know, I was watching a lot of Jamal Charles videos last night, so maybe I'm kind of like in a melancholy mood. I don't know. Um, but I just – I hope people remember Alex Smith fondly because he was a guy who played his guts out. He, he played with a, with, a, with a busted spleen. He – I mean, he – I loved watching him on, you know, scramble for 20 more yards than you thought was advisable. And I just – the stretch early this season, I hope he goes – especially because it's Washington, it's the NFC, so what do I care? I hope he goes to Washington and he plays like that all year. I really do, because I, I really do think Mahomes will be so good, it won't matter what Alex does unless he goes full Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think he can do that. And so, okay, yeah, I hope, I, I hope I he have just to ask goes off. Yeah. No, and, and I'm with you. I, I really I respect what Alex Smith has done for Kansas City. I really appreciate what he's done for Kansas City. And, you know, I've looked at multiple different iTunes we get iTunes reviews, and one of the iTunes reviews that sticks out in my head most recently is give Alex Smith a break. He has been great for Kansas City. I'm not trying to say he hasn't been great for Kansas City. I like what he's brought to this town. I like what he's been able to do for this team. I just thought it was a time to move past that. It doesn't mean I'm not appreciative of what he's brought. I'm extremely appreciative of what he's brought to this this city and to this into this team. He stabilized a position that hasn't had that for years. Absolutely. That's such a big and I, deal. And I also have to mention, I think it's great to see Therese Paler getting uh, credit from some of the bigger guys yes, uh, he in abs- sports. He absolutely should. Um, yeah, yeah uh, Carrington uh, Harrison tweeted that just saying he got it over Schefter, Glazer, Rappaport. And, he, and, and Therese deserves all the accolades he gets because he is, he is literally – the best covering the chiefs. He's better than me. He's better than you guys. He's better than even, and I love Sam and Sam would say the same thing. Therese is the best. And it's so cool seeing him get accolades. Well, and that's quite literal. As far as beat writers in America go, we are spoiled in Kansas city to have a guy who who goes that far, who digs into tape, who has the connections to make a break like this. Uh, He's a well-rounded journalist folks. And as, as much as you enjoy him now, keep enjoying it because and the more national attention, someday he will move on to bigger pastures, so enjoy him while you have him. And I have to point out a couple of other tweets. Uh, Ryan, you retweeted this. Jeff Schwartz 
So I didn't think Washington was in play for Alex Smith. This changes the entire offseason for QBs now. Mm-hmm. I love it. So much happening now. He's right. Uh, this is just going to be huge. Uh, Rappaport says that it will be done tomorrow. Um, Pro football. Pete Schrager, it looks like it is not going to be official until March right. 15th. When the new uh-huh. league year starts. However, you guys and me know. The same deals, thing as the 49ers. Deals, yeah, when deals are done, no team. I mean, can you imagine what would happen if a team reneged? I mean, no team will do that. So it's done. It's over. Right. I, there were people on Arrowhead Pride saying, oh, someone might renege. You know, it's like, no, that'll never happen. No team would give up its league credibility by doing that. You, um, want, a, you want another good laugh? Yeah. From Pro Football Talk. So we taped interviews today with both Kirk Cousins and Alex Smith today. And now we may not be able to actually <laughs> televise them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard knock life there, Mike Florio. Oh, I just, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to see what happens with the trade, but I agree with you, Chris. And I, you know what? It's funny. I'm looking at my timeline now and I'm seeing lots of Alex Smith love. <laughs> it's so funny how people change a little bit when they're not worried about something anymore because Alex Smith, seriously, there are a lot of franchises that'll be lucky to have Alex Smith. Is he as good as Kirk Cousins based on what Cousins did last year? I'm not sure. But I think he's in that ballpark, and I, I think he can do more for that franchise than Kirk Cousins did. And I'm dead serious. So I, I think it's cool seeing him finally get some appreciation. It's a shame it's on his way out the door. And can I, I – this is not an okay thing for me to say, but I'm going to say it. I can't wait for some commenters on Arrowhead Pride to be gone. <laughs> The, guy, the guys that exclusively <laughs> followed Alex Smith. Now, some of them were okay, and they became Chiefs fans, but the guys that did nothing but talk about Alex Smith, and there's only, like, one at this point. I am just – I'm happy. I'm sorry. I, I'm happy he can go to Washington okay, follow Alex me. Smith. <laughs> and and, and I, get, I get that we obviously are, are never going to know, but I think – or not going to know for at least a little bit longer. Who do you want from Washington? I think we I think we speculate. Who do you want from Washington? Brian Kerrigan. In a heartbeat. I got to look up his contract. Seth. Um, I have no idea. I really don't. By the time this airs, folks, we're going to still be guessing at things that you yeah. already know. Well, I don't know that that'll be announced. <laughs> I don't know that that'll be announced yet. Oh, I, I got to think that it's. Oh slip yeah, out that's absolutely going to come out. Um, no, I just, uh, I, I just can't believe this is, uh, I just can't believe this is happening. Honestly, it's, um, it's more importantly, let's oh, no, no, sorry. you go ahead. I want to hear the more importantly, <clears throat> more importantly, whatever the player is, here's what we're talking about. Draft wise, Washington currently has before the trade, the number 12 in the second round. I, I have to assume there's not even a discussion of a first round pick for them. Um, so we're talking about the number 44 overall is a possibility, as is the number 78, slightly above the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, about eight places ahead of the Chiefs in the third round. Those are the two most likely draft picks included in this trade here. Uh, they also have one in the fourth that could come into play. Um, that's about the extent of it. Yeah, I you know, that's a really interesting uh... – that I have no idea. I genuinely don't. I mean, there's a lot of things. I can't imagine it's going to be 
I can't imagine it's going to be a second round pick if they're getting a player. I could be wrong, obviously, but I would think it's going to be a lower round pick. It depends. It depends on Maybe. the player for sure. But I love the fact that they're potentially getting a um, that that they're getting a that they're getting a player too. Because I really think um, Joe Goodberry, who does great work, um, he he just tweeted out he thinks the Chiefs are closer to a Super Bowl than they've been in a long time. And frankly, I agree. I really do. And unless Mahomes is a drastic downgrade from Alex Smith, and I don't think he is. I think they're closer than they've been in a long time. And so this there's just so much going on through my head right now, guys. Like, seriously, it's just like, what? I, I just, yeah. Well, start talking about it. Let's let's get the reactions. What are the other aspects that we need to think about here? Um, it shows, like you said, Brett Veach is hyper-aggressive. I mean, he just got this done, and he got it done quick. And I like that. Reggie Ragland. Cam Irving, although we don't know if he's going to work out, that was still a colossal trade. It absolutely for value. was. And this, 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 folks, is what I've been talking about the last few years. If you've seen any of my stuff on on the draft process and and how a GM goes about creating mm-hmm. a roster, filling holes is one thing. Getting guys that are playing well above their salary demands or what the team needs them to do only makes the team stronger. And Brett Veach has shown in his short time in quote unquote office that he's picked up along the way, a lot of knowledge and a lot of aggression. And if he needs to do something, he seems to be able to not only have the wherewithal to come up with a plan, but to get it done. And I think that's great for this franchise. Absolutely. It, um, it definitely seems like when he sees a need, he is not overly conservative in attempting to fill it. And that's a big problem that I have with a lot of GMs is that they're overly conservative. Like you said, Ragland, look, Butker and Ragland alone, those were those were home runs, man. Um and he and, yep. and he just he's making stuff happen. This is very, very, very impressive. Can, can I dream for just a minute? Do it. I know it's never gonna happen. But I would love to see Josh Doxson be traded to Kansas City. Oh my goodness, that would be <laughs> definitely rounds out that, that group. <clears throat> Although there was a nice piece by Therese also on Tuesday uh, about the hole that was left by Chris Conley. No, and injury. I'm not and I'm not trying to take anything away from Conley. I just I love Doxson coming out of the draft. So uh, and he has not really been a great fit in Washington so far in his career. Uh, according to Adam Schefter, as of now. Chiefs, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Redskins and Alex Smith have reached an, uh, an agreement on a four-year extension him. as well. Good for him. Five years so, to turn that team around, much like mm-hmm. he did this so team. So like, like you were saying, he knew what he was doing today. Yeah, he knew. I wish I had some control. He is He's a sly fox, that one. That's uh, He will never be accused of not being subtle of thought. I, I just, you know, that just blows my mind that he uh, that he knew and he was able to play his cards this close to the vest. I mean, that's impressive. That, that, hang it, man. I just can't believe this, guys. This was like what we were hoping for could at least maybe happen, that they could get good compensation. And it sounds like considering Washington signed him to an extension, you know what that tells me? The compensation is yep. They wanted him. Yep, they were motivated. 
Well, yeah, because oh. you have to think they knew they couldn't get a, a deal done with um, Kirk Cousins, so they're willing to pay Alex, and I'm guessing they're probably paying him what? What do you think? Fifteen million a year for the next four years, on top of what he's already got? I'm guessing more. Yeah, I, I got to think he breaks twenty. Twenty-two really is my on on an, on an yearly and average. You, and you I think, think Cousins so. was would have taken that? No way. I, I think the problem with, with Cousins taking that is not just the number, which I think he thinks he's worth more of, and I, I would be apt to probably agree with him, but there's a lot of bad water right. under that bridge, and I think that's really the big thing, that that wasn't something that was Well, and he had them the by the place. short hairs negotiation-wise because they could not franchise tag him again. They couldn't do it. They had used up – yeah, they, they hosed themselves. Yeah. They should have – the franchise tag is an effective tool for one year. Now, depending on the situation, like if it's a great wide receiver, okay, two or three years makes sense. But you cannot do that with quarterback because it becomes prohibitively expensive. They've had to pay him like $34 million. It's just absurd. But, I mean, man, you know what? You know what is another side uh, side part of this that someone just posted on Twitter? The Broncos – now they really, because now, now that's that, that. So we know Kirk Cousins isn't in Washington, and you know Alex Smith to Denver was always a very, very, very remote possibility. But their QB market just got a little tinier, and that makes me happy. Well, yeah, but now, <laughs> now you have to wonder if they'll go pay Cousins. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely what you think about Denver does. Happen. I think Denver does, and I think there's probably fewer places in this league that Kirk Cousins would really? rather Really? Why? Be. Because of the defensive talent. But there's less defense. Be- because John L. was running the show. Fair. And you know what? You go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. I'm excited. No, because I, I understand where you're going, because I think there's still enough talent on that defense that he feels he can be propped up by that. I think he has a guy in, in John Elway that not only will go out and do what he has to do, in terms of getting free agents, which he has been pretty good at. I question his drafting, but I think John Elway is also a particularly good salesman when it comes to veterans. And he can point at the entire, well, maybe not the entire, at least nah. until they played the Chiefs again, uh, Peyton Manning in I, Denver. You know, other than the 17 interceptions yeah. through that one game, I think you could talk a veteran quarterback here's, into following here's my Peyton thing, Manning. Though. Is Elway good at talking veterans into signing there? Because since Manning left. It hasn't been the case. In fact, they've... I'm sorry, oh, I mean veteran, veteran quarterbacks. quarterbacks. And that's Guys totally... But here's the thing. The Manning job. and Cousins are what? 15 years apart in age? 10 years apart in age? Cousins didn't... Cousins barely yeah. grew up watching John Elway. John Elway, he remembers his old John Elway. Right? Cousins is younger than us. What is he? L- yeah. Mid to late 20s? Oh, yeah. So he didn't grow up... Bro, he's yeah. he's way younger than so me. he's so he yeah. didn't, well, so you got a lot of people so way younger think than of, you. Think of it this way: when Elway won his 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 Super Bowl in what ninety six was it something like that? No, it wasn't quite ninety six. I don't remember mid nineties. Cousins sure. was what seven or eight, give or take, right? And so I don't know okay. if he's going to revere John Elway okay. the same okay. way that Peyton Manning would, who watched him as a teenager. You know what I mean? It's kind of like um, you know, it's like it's like right now when I talk to people that are in their, you know, young 20s or mid 20s and I talk to them about Michael Jordan, different thing. You know what I mean? And then here's the other here's the other side of the coin. Denver had a truly elite defense. 
the cracks in the facade are or not facade, but the cracks in the foundation are starting to show. They're talking about cutting Sanders. They're talking about cutting Tlaib. They they had a disastrous year. You've got two teams that have significantly better defenses, and in one case especially better offenses that are looking for a quarterback. Would you rather play for the Vikings or the Broncos? Because the Vikings have a better defense, and then you're throwing to Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph with Dalvin Cook as your running back. That's a way better scenario. And they've got 55 million. Yeah, but you just lost your offensive coordinator, and you're playing for a head coach that wants to beat the crap yeah, out but of Zimmer, people on defense. I, I, Zimmer's already shown know, he'll man. hire a good guy and then just leave him alone. Because because if you're going to talk yeah, offensive yeah, coordinator, fair. who's Denver's offensive coordinator? He's just bad. <laughs> That guy. That, that guy. Now, to be fair, they don't have a lot of talent. I just, I just look at if I was picking between. Well, no, wait a second. Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch aren't oh, talent. Oh man, they're they're a certain look. They okay, are better at quarterback. I can't, I can't say that with a straight they, face. They are better at quarterback. Uh, I'm sorry, than I can't I am, say that with a straight yeah. face. <laughs> they are better at quarterback than I am in anything. And so, in that sense, they're talented. For an NFL player, not so much. <laughs> I just, I want to know more. Okay. Okay, by the way, I, I just out. have to mention that uh, I tweeted something out uh, from the Locked On account. Oh, Kansas City is expected to receive a second-round pick from Washington for Alex Smith and possibly more per source. But a second-round pick was the price as of this morning before trade between Casey and Washington was finalized. Per Adam Schefter, just reported. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. There's so much mm. going on right now. Okay, I, I was going to say, I asked uh, four minutes ago, tell us how you feel about the Alex Smith trade. I've already got 20 responses. Someone just, someone just. We might have to do yeah, a whole show on that. Someone just messaged me, <laughs> just wanted to whisper this in your ear. Josh Norman. That would be, that would be an interesting. Uh... Not with the second round Josh pick. Josh Norman's a cover if, three corner. I don't know that you want him trying to play press. If they're, if they're getting a second round pick, there's no way it's Josh Norman. Um, yeah, that's true. And they said that there was another player coming, so I would imagine that there's going to be a player of some sort. Uh, who knows who it's going to be? But um, you know, Kansas City got another second round pick, so that puts them at uh, what fifty four and somewhere higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where Washington is. Uh, forty four, fifty four, and forty four. Washington is twelve in the second round. Thirty two, yeah. Uh, forty four is that forty five? I don't know. I can't count on my fingers. Uh, but a good 10, 10 picks ahead of where Kansas City is. Um, that also opens up, folks. Uh, if 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 Brett Veach finds a guy that he has to go up into the eighteen to twenty four range, he's got two number two picks to try and do it. This opens up the Chiefs draft quite dramatically. I'm glad I didn't do my mock until next week because this is going to throw it all out the window. Yeah, I'm I'm glad too. I, I put mine off. Well, we'll get to that next week. We're going to have more for you this week as well as uh, continued reaction, Super Bowl preview. After that, we'll get to the mocks. But, Seth, thanks for being with us, folks. Thanks for listening to us, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.